This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. I leave the show for one day. I turn the uh, controls over to Scraby on Friday. I come back on Monday, and guess what? The computer's broken. Doesn't take much for you to mess things up. You know, there was someone else in this studio before me. Yeah, I don't think so. Your name is on the computer as the last person who used this, and I can't get into my computer. So it is computer-free that we kick off a Monday Gwen and Chris show. Welcome to it, everybody. <sighs> 201 is the time. Already Scravey's disgusted no, with me. No, I just don't. And I'm disgusted know, with him. So I, I, <laughs> it didn't take very long for us to get on, you know, barking at each other. I had one of those I had one of those weekends in a conversation where it just seems like, and I'm not going to reveal the person I had this conversation okay. with, but it, it just, it always seems like, Things happen to these people in their tech world, and I just don't understand how these these problems come about. I don't know. I've never had the problems that these people are having, well, including I'm having. Well, I mean, uh, if you can fix this, then uh, we'll be on our way. But you know what I did? We're going to go computer free today. Oh wow! And see how it'll be old school. Wow, old that, school. That is old Chris. school. Yeah, I won't be able to look up answers on Chris versus the fans or anything today. <laughs> Wait, don't you don't do that? <laughs> I don't do that. I'm just kidding. But yes, I'll go computer free. I don't need a computer to tell me that it was a uh, great weekend of uh, NFL football capped off. That Minnesota Buffalo game was absolutely astonishing and uh, crazy and wild. And uh, your old teammate Kevin O'Connell found a way to win again and improve his record to 8-1. and one. Holy shnikes! Yeah, I would say that's kind of the result. That's kind of the reaction you had to have when Josh Allen fumbled. I, I've never seen anything line. like that. I mean, come on, Josh. I mean, that that's absolutely awful. I mean, all you have to do is take the center snap <laughs> and lean into the line of scrimmage and the game is over. And uh, he mishandles the snap at bounces into the end zone and the Vikings recover and then uh, Buffalo comes down and ties it up, sends it to overtime and then Buffalo puts too many men on the field and Minnesota gets stopped and has to kick a field goal and then Buffalo drives down to win the game and Josh Allen throws a pick. So Josh Allen leads the uh, NFL in interceptions, the best quarterback in football or a lot of people think so. But right now he's in a slump, and uh, Buffalo got beat. Minnesota has been the uh, the charmed team in the National Football League so far this season. They have won seven games in a row, Scraby, all seven of them by one score or less. So that means things are going your way if you are a purple people eater. Yes, I don't. I, I, 
I understand what that means. It means that they're not like blowing out teams. Yeah, but but doesn't that mean you're just a better team at winning when the game is close? It does. It means that things are going your way. You're making all the key plays at the key moments. You tend to get a ton of confidence when that happens. And when you fall behind twenty seven to ten, even on the road at Buffalo, you know, you find a way to scratch your way and claw your way back into the game and you, you think you're always think you're gonna win when you're winning close games. That there's no substitute for actually having the success of winning close games. You know who else was good at that this season? The San Diego Padres. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. good in one-run games. Remember that? Yes. They had the great one-run record all year long. And, you know, it, it tends to build a lot of confidence, and you feel good about yourself. You always feel like you have a shot late in a game, and, you know, it carried into the postseason. And the Padres, not necessarily winning by one run, but they took a lot of confidence, I think, into the postseason, even though nobody gave them a chance against the Mets even fewer people gave them a chance against the Dodgers. Yeah. They always felt pretty good about themselves. Always. And that's what really mattered the most, and it showed in those two playoff victories. So, uh, yeah, winning close games. I mean, you know, coaches coaches can do whatever they want, say whatever they want. They can give whatever pep talks they want. You can look at any analytic you want to look at. But ultimately, being involved in a really tight, close game that can go either way and coming out on top – is the best thing for any team. It's just the best thing that can happen for any team. It, it leads to so many good things. And, you know, right now Kevin O'Connell and his Vikings have it going. And I, I, I feel so good for Kevin O'Connell. And by the way. I wish they weren't in the NFC. By the way. Well, why not? Because, oh, because uh, they could keep the 49ers from yeah, the Super Yeah, because Bowl. then I have to cheer against my former it, teammate it, at some point. You may have to eventually <laughs> cheer against him, yeah. By the way, I was watching the Rams after the Viking. What has happened to Buffalo them? Game. Well, you know what's happened to them? Super Bowl hangover. No. Kevin O'Connell left. Oh, that's you know, another maybe, good point. Maybe. Thank you. Another good point. Just chalk him up on my side okay. of the ledger here. All right. The thing is, you know, everybody talks about the great Sean McVay, and he's a genius, and he's brilliant, and nothing... Super Bowl-winning Sean McVay. Super Bowl-winning coach. There's another Super Bowl-winning coach I saw yesterday afternoon who looked forlorn on the sidelines. Mike McCarthy. It's another guy (laughs) who, you know, is just the greatest coach in in the history of football because he won a Super Bowl. No, it doesn't automatically mean you're the greatest coach in the history of football because you win a Super Bowl. You know, to me, if you want to be a great coach, prove it, you know, over and over again. Belichick is really, I, I don't know, you might be able to think of somebody else you feel belongs in this category, but Belichick, to me, is really the only great coach in the National Football League. I think Tomlin's pretty good in Pittsburgh. He's right there on the edge. He's obviously struggling this year. Pete Carroll's pretty good. As much good. as I don't want to admit he's that. Got, he's got his one Super Bowl. I, I I want somebody that's been back there time and time again with different quarterbacks under different circumstances, winning with the home field advantage, winning without the home field advantage in the playoffs, winning in snow, winning in sun, winning indoors, winning outdoors. You know, these are these are great difference makers as coaches. And, you know, there probably are more than just Belichick. But I, you know, to me, he's the only guy that really has the resume that should be able to walk around and feel like he's great. Because I look at Sean McVay, and all of a sudden, he doesn't look like he has a clue, does he? He doesn't have any players. He doesn't have any offensive line. He's got no quarterback yesterday. And all of a sudden, the brilliance of Sean McVay doesn't look too brilliant. I must tell you, and the brilliance of Mike McCarthy, blowing calls in overtime. What did he do yesterday? Went past on a field goal that would have given him the team, his team the lead in overtime, 
Went for it on fourth down. Four plays later, Green Bay kicked the winning field goal, and McCarthy took a loss. And You know, look, I, and I was thinking about Sean McVay. What's happened? I mean, is it all because OBJ isn't there? You know, I mean, no, no, I I don't think so. I mean, you know, the fans are saying is he's the worst in-game adjustment guy. Well, you know who makes the history of football? Well, the one guy who makes him. No, he's not the worst in the history. of That's what the Rams fans are. saying. Well, that's what the Rams fans might be saying. The Denver coach is the worst in-game adjustment guy I've ever seen. Uh, Don't make any mistake about that. They blew another 10 nothing lead yesterday. I mean, as soon as Denver gets out to a lead, the game's over because their coach doesn't know what to do. He's clueless. But, you know, Sean McVay doesn't have Kevin O'Connell there. And and nobody gave, and I mean nobody gave Kevin O'Connell any, right, Scraby? Any of the credit for the Rams' success last year. He got absolutely none, zero, zilch. They barely showed a shot of him on the sidelines, you know, yeah. when the Rams were wrapping well, up. Well, that's the, because Sean McVay took the title of and offensive he takes coordinator. All the, and Sean McVay took all the credit. Sean McVay was more than happy to take all the credit. He was more than happy to stand in the limelight and say, look at me. I don't ever remember Sean McVay saying, you know, Kevin O'Connell did a great job getting us ready for this game today. I don't ever remember hearing Sean McVay even mention Kevin O'Connell. So, you know what? Kudos to O'Connell. Uh, he's got a great temperament for the game. Nothing ruffles him on the sidelines, and I think that as a result, nothing ruffles his team. And, you know, they, they hang in there and they fight until the bitter end. And, you know, for the last couple of months, things have gone their way. I, th- I think that the, like, I-, I think that Kirk Cousins needed someone that is, that believes in him, that believes that he could be a good quarterback, believes he could live up to his contract. Cause Mike Zimmer, the, the former head coach, hated Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he wanted it was clear to bench that, him all the time. It was clear that the quarterback and the coach didn't see eye to eye no, then. You're right. No. The other thing that the, that Kirk Cousins needs and he has, is an out-of-this-world wide receiver like Justin Jefferson, who made about six or seven of the greatest catches I've ever seen in a game yesterday. It it Uh, was incredible. He single-handedly helped him come back. Well, Dalvin Cook had something to do with it, too. He broke off that long run. But But a fourth and 18, one-handed, away contested uh, catch to save the game? There was no way you can make that catch. Absolutely no way. And not only haul it in with one hand, but then keep it from hitting the ground. As you're rolling. As you was rolling. It was, it was crazy. It was an absolutely amazing catch, an amazing game. Uh, just one of the best games the NFL has had in a long, long time. There was controversy. Uh, I mean, you know, it was it was won by the Vikings. It was then lost by the Vikings. It was won again by the Vikings. It was lost again by the Vikings. The Bills had it. Ra- I mean, it was just... Uh, it was crazy. It was fun to watch. It's why the NFL is the uh, king out there. We're going to uh, check out all of the NFL action from Week 10. Our good and bad and ugly comes up about a half an hour from right now. We do have a short show because we're ahead of Monday Night Football tonight. And you know who's playing right here on 97.3 The Fan? The undefeated Philadelphia Eagles will be in action tonight against the WFT, uh, otherwise known as the Washington Commanders. Amen. That's right. I, I, yeah, I still refuse to call them the Washington <laughs> Commanders because I'm still so upset by that whole. Do thing. Do we know where this game is? I, I'm always bad. It's at, at Philadelphia. Oh, okay. It's at Philadelphia, but the the Commanders will be going in there trying to pull off the upset. 
The 72 Dolphins, uh, those that are still remaining, will be standing by with their champagne glasses if the Commanders can pull it off. You but, know, uh, otherwise, the Eagles will go to 9-0, and and they will be more than halfway home to that undefeated regular season. We Okay, so you know how last week we talked about whether or not the Eagles, if they just went like, if they went 17-0 and and they tied up how many wins the Dolphins had, and if that would count for being an undefeated season. Someone asked me yesterday, would it count if a team had a, had a tie, but they hadn't lost a game? Right. Can you still call that team undefeated? If, if they go 16-0-1 and then run the table in the playoffs and win the Super Bowl, they would be undefeated, but they would not join the Dolphins okay. in the lore of the National Football I can League. agree with that. You're going to end your, your event. You know, you're going to have to go... I mean, look, the Dolphins only had to go 17-0 and because there was only 14 games yeah. in the regular season. Now there are 17 games in the regular <laughs> season. That's crazy. So you have to win 20 games. The one thing, though, that the Dolphins had to do that no other undefeated team will ever have to do, the Dolphins had to win the AFC Championship game on the road. Because back in those days, the higher-seeded team did not automatically get home field advantage. It it moved around based on what division you played in. Oh. So the Dolphins were 15-0. and They went to Pittsburgh for the AFC Championship game, had to win that game on the road. Wait, how does in order that to, work? I know. They were, going, they were switching it around by division, and it was the... Oh, Pittsburgh's oh, oh. division. So every other year, every two or three years, they rotated okay. which team would get home field advantage That's for the championship strange. game. It was very <laughs> strange. So the Dolphins here they are, fifteen and zero, undefeated, the whole thing, and they had to pack their bags and go to Pittsburgh and play what would then you know would eventually become right the four time Super Bowl winning Steelers. Dolphins beat them uh, before the Steelers got on their run and uh, and got their undefeated season. So anyway, uh, we'll see about Philadelphia and Washington tonight. We'll have the game for you. Our coverage begins at 4.30. But before that, we'll have, as I said, the good, the bad, and the ugly for Week 10. The Daily Gambit, we'll have a big five. Scraby will catch us up on what's going on out there. And uh, we will check in with Chris versus the fans whether or not my computer works, it doesn't matter. We will play a round of <laughs> you Chris. You seem very versus... concerned. About... Yes, I'm very concerned about this. Well, I am concerned about the computer because you become I... used to having something right in front of you I sent during an email the entire show. I sent an email. And right now I'm, I'm, I'm going back to the glory days of sports talk radio where you uh, – where you didn't have information at your fingertips, there was a time when that was the case. I, I, how did you? How did you honestly prepare? We wrote. I mean, you, you, honestly, the coach. You, you ever watch the coach John Contero? Yes, he has about show? seventeen legal notepads. Seventeen legal notepads. He jots and writes everything down by longhand. That is how we used to prepare. I mean, used to it, honestly have to write everything down. You had to have a stack of notes in front of you. I used to have a baseball encyclopedia, a football that encyclopedia. Is insane. I used to have that week's Sports Illustrate. You know what I'm saying? You just had I, a million I, reference I can't books even imagine at it. your disposal in order to do a talk show. And uh, you ran back and forth at commercial breaks back to the back room where they had the sports wire. And if any news <laughs> would break, you'd rip it off the sports wire and bring it into the studio. So, I'm pretty sure that I would not be... Where I am today, yes, back in the day. Yes, Just, no, the only reason is, is because my information is so wrong sometimes that I would you be actually might have got more information right back in uh, those that, days. That could be true because I wouldn't have all the wrong information filling yeah, my head. People, didn't, uh, I take people it didn't give out so much misinformation back in those days because then people weren't in such a hurry to be first. They were more in a hurry to just be right. What's so that? We will try to be right throughout the program today. If you'd like to join us. 
Uh, I don't know if the phones are working, but they who are. knows? 833-288-0973. Before we take our first break, I want a quick recap of Friday's show. It was the Scraby and Sammy get No, together. no, you have to turn it around. What did you guys call we it? We determined it was Sammy and Scraby. Sammy and it Scraby. sounds better, Sammy and Scraby. Sounded better? You yeah. liked, You took the second spot? Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, I, I, I don't did mind. the same thing you for did. this show. I yeah. get a lot because of Because it sounds better, Gwyn and Chris. Gwyn and Chris just rolls off the tongue far Chris better and than Gwyn Chris and Gwyn. Chris reminds everybody of Tony's uncle, Chris and we Gwyn. All, and we also, that's what I said at the very beginning. Because yes. so, people yes. said, just call it Chris and Gwyn. I go, no, that'll make me think of Chris Gwyn. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we had to switch it around to Gwyn and Chris. If you're if you're wondering about uh, the Gwyn part of the program, <laughs> yeah, where's he? <laughs> he is uh, enjoying a uh, a week long vacation. Uh, we will not have his uh, services this week, but Scraby Watt and I will uh, sail through without Tony this week. Anyway, so the show was yeah, really was fun. It, it was uh, Sam. He he brought the opinion. He brought the energy. He Good. brought the Pixar movies. We did our countdown was. Top five Pixar movies. Okay. And his was Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3. Yes. I've never heard anybody pick a number three as Me the neither. best movie of but a group. But here's, here's why I, I believe it was his number one. It's because he was a kid when he saw it, and it affected him deeply. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. and if you've ever seen Toy Story 3, Toy Story 3 is a dark and depressing movie. I did not know that. Andy goes to college, and he gives away his toys. What is it that Buzz Lightyear says to... To infinity and beyond. To infinity and beyond. Yes. Is that where uh, Sam took the program on Friday? Uh, yeah, he did take it to infinity. Right, you know, Sam's Mr. Mister uh, San Diego. He went to the basketball game on Friday night, the Aztec basketball game. He went to the Aztec football game on Saturday night. So. Good for him. We also yeah. had the game on the uh, on the Lincoln uh, carrier. Uh, oh yeah, we were watching that too. Yeah, it looked like it went game. well. Jay Billis, Jay Billis went to the San Diego State game and he tweeted out how great the atmosphere was. Yeah, good weekend for San Diego State sports. We'll talk about that when we come back. Gwen and Chris is underway for a Monday. Glad to have you with us, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby together in our Odyssey Palace Studios, setting sail on uh, just our show, not the Abraham Lincoln USSS <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, where the Michigan State Spartans put a scare into the Gonzaga Zags on Friday, but we will get rolling when we come back on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Number 17. That is a new ranking for the San Diego State men's basketball team. Rankings came out today. Aztecs moved up a couple of spots. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. 223 is the time. Chris Ello. Matt's Gravy together in our Odyssey Palace studio. Some game on uh, Friday night at Viejas Arena. Did you know, Scraby, the Aztecs all of last season gave up 75 points or more only twice the entire year? Oh, wow. No, I did not know that. They gave up 75 points on Friday night. Did you also know that they would have never won a game last year with Matt Bradley shooting 3 of 16 from the field yes. and scoring only 6 points? But, alas, they did win. They beat BYU. They rallied from double-digit deficits in the first half and then again in the second half. Pulled away from the Cougars down the stretch, 82-75. There's a lot to like about the San Diego State men's basketball team. Obviously, Trammell, 21 points. And off the bench, Lede gets you 23 points. Mensa had a double-double, 14-10. But... uh, you know, before I run away and, uh, you know, pen them into my Final Four bracket, a couple of things are needed to be squared away for the San Diego State men's basketball team. And I guarantee you Brian Dutcher is going over these things with his squad as they prepare to play Stanford tomorrow night up in Palo Alto. BYU shot 46% from the field in that game on Friday night. That is a lofty shooting percentage. The Aztecs only shot 40%. BYU hit uh, nine threes. The Aztecs only hit four. The reason the Aztecs won the game is because BYU turned it over 20 times. Their point guard had eight turnovers in the game. And the Aztec defense had something to do with that, certainly. But overall, this Aztec team, and and it's built different. Remember Mark Ziegler told us, it's going to be a whole different look this year. This team's going to go up and down the floor. There's going to be a lot more possessions in a game. And when there's a lot more possessions in a game, the score goes up. You have more shots at the basket. So that makes sense. But still, the Aztecs and the Aztec program has been built on a hallmark of defense. And allowing 75 points and allowing your opponent to shoot 46% and allowing your opponent to get nine threes, that's not a winning recipe for San Diego State basketball. I'm just saying. Maybe they're changing the tide. No, they're cha- look. They're they're they are changing. They look. They can outscore a team, but they're going to run into trouble if they don't play better defense. Is what I'm saying. They need to play better defense. Yeah, at some point they're going to give play up some a team that's going to score a lot on them if they can't score as many as the well, other team. Defense. The old saying: defense, if it's good, shows up every night. Your offense doesn't always show up. So I, I think that that's something that Dutcher and his staff and his kids are going to be really working at here as you get forward now. Keep in mind, not only do they play Stanford tomorrow night, right, which is, you know, a pretty good test up in Palo Alto, but then next Monday they've got Ohio State, right? Yes. To kick off the Maui Invitational. Yeah, things get serious real quick They here. get really serious. So, I, I you know, this is a, is a good test for them tomorrow night. My, my point that I'm trying to make here is that I am really excited about this team. 
and I, I, I'm ecstatic that they beat BYU. You know, you know yes, I know you that know you how love happy that. Yes. that makes me. And I love the fact that they're making highlight real plays at the offensive end of the floor, and I, I'm ecstatic that they forced 20 turnovers at the defensive end. But I think what wins for you generally, consistently, and what has won for the Aztecs consistently the last decade and a half is great half-court defense. And I didn't see that on Friday night, and we need to see that moving forward. So, I, you know, look, 46% is too high of a percentage. 75 points is a few too many in terms of allowing. So let's see what the Aztecs do moving forward. They've got Stanford tomorrow night. They obviously can rely on a, a you know a deep cast of offensive talented players but they got to make sure they take care of the defensive end of the floor because you got Stanford, you got Ohio State, you're probably going to get Arizona and then who knows who's going to be left over in that Maui tournament. Your next 4 games are all tough and I might even say their next 5 games are tough because when they're done with the Maui Invitational, they host UC Irvine. UC Irvine beat Oregon over the weekend. They the beat them handily. Beat them handily, the Anteaters. So they may not be a gimme either. Do they have the same? I wonder if they have the same coach that we talked two years ago when the Anteaters won in the uh, NCAA tournament. I uh, don't know. I know. Don't know. I didn't. Don't think know who would. the Anteaters coach is offhand. But I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny sentence. <laughs> and, and you know what? My computer is even working now, but I still don't know. I'm going to go UC look at Irvine up. coaches. Um, my point is, I, I'm in love with this Aztec basketball team. But, you know, the early season is the time in the season when you find out what you are, you find out where your strengths are, you find out where your weaknesses are, and you work on your weaknesses. That's what you do in the beginning of a, you know, what promises to be a great season. And I am sure that Brian Dutcher, spending a good amount of time over the weekend and today at practice or I guess they're probably going up to Stanford, but they'll probably practice at some point. But going over defense and half-court defense and making sure that, you know, his kids, you know, come to play at that end of the floor. And It's a work in progress. That's right. It's not a – this isn't a big negative. This is just a – you know, I'm taking a look at what I see. And, you know, they only gave up 75 twice last year. And they gave up 75 Friday night, and BYU shot 46%. I want some of those numbers to go back. Remember the Aztecs used to win games by holding their opponent to 35%? Teams yeah, but they would only score, score 50. That's the other part of it. You're right. Hey, look, when you can score 80... National Football League. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lots of fun stuff to talk about. 
But you got to kick it off with the good, and uh, there was nothing better than this Minnesota-Buffalo game. In Buffalo, the Vikings and the Bills, and the Vikings got off to a fast start thanks to this amazing wide receiver. Third and three from the Bills, 22 scoreless, dealing in motion to the right of Cousins. Buffalo rushes four. Kirk, Bate, end zone, and it is caught! Touchdown! Minnesota Vikings have taken a 6-0 lead. I noticed that he didn't ask us if he caught it. No, he didn't. No. Uh, what did he say? He's Jiggy? No, he's JJ, Justin Jefferson. Oh, he's JJ. Yeah, yeah. Justin Jefferson. That, 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 that's not a very good line right there. I don't I'll think so. Uh, anyway, Paul Allen is my old friend, uh, now the voice of the Minnesota Vikings. We ought to really try to get him on the show. I have, uh, but I will I will double it up now. Double that it I up have, now uh, that the uh, now Vikings that my, are... My former high school teammate yeah, is the, the Vikings coach. are playing well. Your former teammate's the yeah. coach. Mm-hmm. I know Paul Allen. We ought to get him on and talk a little Viking football. They play the Cowboys this coming week. Uh, 7 nothing Vikings, but it was all Buffalo after that. They took a 27-10 lead before Dalvin Cook broke a long touchdown run. That got the uh, Vikings back in the game. And then it came right down to the crazy finish here with Minnesota knocking on the door. Fourth and inches for the apparent winning touchdown. Kirk Cousins was stopped. So that turned the ball over to the Buffalo Bills with a four-point lead, 27-23. Under a minute to play. All they had to do was snap the ball to Josh Allen. But Paul Allen, the voice of the Minnesota Vikings, could not believe what he saw next. Here it is. First down from the goal strike for the Bills. Josh Allen puts Gabe Davis in motion. And Davis is behind Allen. And he tried to push him. He didn't get out of there. He didn't get out. He did not get out. That's the safety. Give it to us. Give us the safety. Look at what's taking so long. Oh, Bill Ball came out. Yes, the Vikings Uh, a little preview. That's going to be in Rate the Radio Yeah, call. that's a Rate the Radio call for sure. Uh, I don't think anybody really knew what was going on there, though. I'm going to no. give Paul Allen, my my old friend, a, a little bit yes. of a break there. I, I, nobody could tell. It was just a massive pile of bodies there and people pointing in every direction. But, I think they – well, we're going to get to it in Rate the Radio call. Yeah, Josh Allen Wednesday. did fumble the ball. The Vikings recovered. They did rule it a touchdown, but that was not the game. No, that's, that's what, the yeah. thing that's amazing yeah, about that it. It was now 30-27 to 27 Vikings – but the Bills had time to go back down the field, and they were aided by a controversial catch. What's going on with the referees Gabe in this game? Davis made along the sidelines. It appeared to hit the ground. Uh, Kevin O'Connell couldn't challenge it because it was in the final two minutes, and the replay booth did not call down to the field to take a look at it. Big mistake by the NFL officials there. Yeah. And the Buffalo went down, as you might expect after that. Yeah. And they tied it up 30-30. to 30. So that took us to overtime. In overtime, the Vikings went right down the field, right to the doorstep. And then the Bills put 12 men on the field. Mm-hmm. The officials didn't notice that either. Yep. Dalvin Cook lost three yards. That forced a field goal attempt. 33-30 Vikings. Buffalo had a chance to go back. The new overtime rules. Remember, they put the rules in for Buffalo. No, that was that's only in the playoffs. Only in the playoffs. No, but they put this. Oh, that's right. In the yes. playoffs, if you don't. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, I know. I get what you're saying. If you get, get a touchdown saying. now in the playoffs, you get a possession. Yes, that's right. correct. But uh, this always been this way if you kick the field goal. Anyway, yeah. uh, Josh Allen let him down the field and threw the interception at the goal line. Peterson picked it off. What a game it was. It really was. Minnesota 33. 
And Buffalo uh, you, you don't think that the NFL is trying to control outcomes of games by uh, no. not reviewing a play for the I Buffalo Bills? I don't think Bills they're trying to out uh, Not catching the 12 men on the field? They made two mistakes, and, you know, they, they that's did. More, that's two more mistakes up. than they usually make. It is. It is. And they were both in the favor of the Buffalo Bills, but... Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, the Bills are a good team. They didn't take advantage of the breaks they got. That's why Minnesota's eight and one. Buffalo is six and three. I hate that Minnesota's in the NFC. Yeah, well, they are, and they're looking pretty good. All right, the other good game: Detroit and Chicago. The kneecap cannibal <laughs> overcomes another amazing performance by Josh Fields. And Justin. The, Justin Fields. What did I put? Josh Fields? Sorry about that. Oh, I, I read over that. Yeah, you uh, you wrote down Josh Fields. You made the same mistake I did. Anyway, Lions come back at the wire and pull it out. Goff out of the gun. Leans in. Takes the snap. Hands to Jamal Williams. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. They are an extra point away from taking the lead in this game. What a drive by this football team. Lions a little credit. They get their third win of the season, equaling last year's total. Justin Fields, after 178 <laughs> yards rushing last week, put up 147. He had a 67-yard touchdown run and in you this know what's, game. You know what's so insane about his runs is that he outruns everybody on the field. Nobody's even close to no. him. I think he was completely untouched on that 67-yard run yesterday. He put up 43 fantasy points. But the Lions got the win. It's the second week in a row that the Bears' offense has been masterful. Maybe they shouldn't have traded away their entire defense a couple of weeks ago. Seriously, Someone had to fire that Chicago GM. Detroit wins the game 31-30. to <laughs> Also good, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. He is the MVP frontrunner after another four-touchdown day against Jacksonville. Pacheco stays in, hands on his knees. They fake to him this time, does Mahomes. Steps up into the pocket, fires for the end zone. Wide open, touchdown, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And tosses the ball up in the air after an 18-yard touchdown reception. The Jaguars lose MVS and pay. He didn't say his thing. Touchdown, Kansas yeah. City. Come he on, didn't Mitch, say help us out there. Chiefs have the top seed in the AFC now. After a 27-17 win over the Jaguars. Chiefs doing it completely without Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. No carries yesterday. No receptions yesterday. They don't really have much running game other than Mahomes scrambling. Pacheco uh, also fumbled it inside the the red zone. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Mahomes overcomes all of it. Four TD passes. And the Chiefs are 7-2. All right, let's go from the good to the bad. And at the top of the bad category... They are the now officially Super Bowl chumps. <laughs> Rams fall Sorry. to three and six, beaten by the Cardinals. McCoy flanked to his left by Connor, who now motions out wide to the right. Snap to McCoy. Looking left. It's a fade left corner of the end zone. A.J. Green with a great grab. Touchdown. The A.J. Green of old is back. He's made two incredible grabs. Colt McCoy, meanwhile, continues to deliver. I hate that fade play because you know why? It takes an incredible catch for that play to be successful. It does. But it was an incredible catch by A.J. Green. Cardinals going to beat the Rams 27-17. McCoy might be the best backup quarterback in the league. It just seems like any time he takes over, the 
the team that he's playing for doesn't really skip a beat. He's able to do a solid job, by the way. Have you seen the Cardinals and the in-season hard knocks yet on I, HBO? I, I'm saving up a few episodes. Is it any good? Uh, it started off pretty good. I saw the first episode over the All weekend. Right. It's not bad. Uh, also in the bad category, my favorite coach in the National Football League. That's Josh <laughs> McDaniel. Couldn't even beat a guy oh, who had no. never coached his kids in a peewee oh, game. No. Colts over the Raiders. Jonathan Taylor, where have you been? Under center, Ryan. Again, hands off to Jonathan Taylor. Big run, 40, 45, 50. Breaks it outside. Down the far sideline. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. 10, 5. And he is close to the end zone. Can he stay in? Yes. Touchdown. I-N-D-Y. A 66-yard run to Pater for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, that must have been the first time this year we had a Colts highlight because I forgot about that. I-N-D-Y. Josh McDaniel, in his last 31 games as an NFL coach, is now 7-24. and It's not good. I mean, what more proof do you need? I have a uh, question for you in the Big Five about Josh McDaniels, All right, Chris. we'll get to that at that point. Uh, also in the bad category, the Houston Texans. They put up a fight, but they fell to an NFL worst 1-7-1, and losing to the New York football giants. 24 to 16. That's the good and the bad. Now the ugly, and it starts in Green Bay, where the old Packer coach Mike McCarthy must have wanted his old team to win a game. He did not take a go ahead field goal in overtime. Instead, he left it to the Packers, who converted after a big day from Aaron Rodgers. Fourth down, Green Bay. Fourth and six from the 39. Snap, Rodgers steps up looking. Lost his guy to the side. He's got Watson again. Touchdown, Green Bay. Christian Watson, a Lambeau leap to the north end zone stands. Beat Deron Bland on a deep cross over the middle. And Packers are back in it. Christian Watson caught three touchdown passes yesterday. I'm sure you all had him on your fantasy football <laughs> no one team. Had him. <laughs> Green Bay went on to defeat Dallas, 31 to 28. Let me let me talk about this. Uh, let's talk about this Mike McCarthy decision real quick because you, I, I know where you're at on it. You think they should have kicked a field goal, and 99 percent of the time, I think they should have too. But I, I also think in overtime on the road, your guys want you to go for it, and your guys want you to put them in the spot to win the game. And I think you could kind of stomach a loss if you put it into the, your players' hands. Um, yes, but if you listen to your guys, you're going to be out of work pretty soon. Because <laughs> they're going to want to go for everything. They're always going to want to go for it. Uh, I, I think fourth and you know medium 50-plus yard field goals, not an easy kick. No, no. But... Um, you know, I think you got to take the points, and, uh, and and you know, you talk about putting it on your guys, put it on your defense to win the game. Dallas okay, has a point. really, really good defense. Good point. And uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, finally had a good game. Green Bay upsets the Cowboys. Also in the ugly category, I was just trying to find a way to get Tua Tonga Vailoa into the highlight <laughs> package. So the Browns officially suck after the Dolphins Wait. swamped them yesterday. Now they do. They've sucked all year. Okay, good. All but right. they officially suck now after what Miami did yesterday. Gasicki in motion, empty backfield, back to throw, looking, looking, corner, the end zone, touchdown! Sherfield got his feet down, I think. What a throw in the corner of the end touchdown. zone by Tua! Wow! How that was many? a hell of a catch, and again, it was another fade, yeah, yeah, another stupid yeah. call, yeah. and uh, this guy Sherfield, their third receiver there in Miami, makes an unbelievable catch. Tua he, gets the TD. He's a former 49er. Everybody is on he? that team apparently Everybody is a is former a, 49er. Yeah, I, think so. I think Tua was at one point 
thought about by the 49ers. That was a anyway. great catch. It was. I mean, that's what you have to have to convert a fade. 39-17. Jeff Wilson Jr., thank you for that trade, Scraby. Uh, I, I'm, I'm missing him. This guy him. is uh, running wild for the Dolphins. And, uh, you know, Tua, to, uh, again, 25 of 32. So only seven incompletions, three touchdowns, no sacks, 285 yards. And, you know, you got people like Stephen A. Smith talking about why he shouldn't be the MVP because Mahomes is still ahead of him. My point is... When did anybody ever think we'd be talking about two in the MVP conversation? No one. It's incredible in how fact, good I have, he's become. I have uh, odds on what Tua was for MVP before the season started. And what he is Gambit. now? Yes. All right, we'll get to that. Uh, Miami rolls to 7-3. and three. They got the number two seed in the AFC as it stands right now. It's going to be a showdown against the 49ers in about four weeks. Or uh, what, three or three four weeks. Three weeks. Coming weeks? up in San Francisco. We're going, Chris. Dolphins are going to buy be... tickets. I'm going to be in San Francisco that day. I think I told you. Yes, you did, but you're but not I going have to a, the game. I have to announce a women's basketball Tell game. Tell them you don't want to. I might come up with a sore throat. You never know. <laughs> you never can tell. Finally, in the ugly category... The Denver Broncos, they take their weekly spot here after another <laughs> boring performance. Tennessee, though, did have one exciting play. Mike set of three receivers to the right. Going to give Henry a turn. He pitches it back to Tannehill. He throws deep right side. There's Westbrook. Akita, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, and zone. Touchdown, Titans. Oh, goodness. Return to sender. <laughs> Yo! Yes! Yes! Oh, that's hell yes. That's hell yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I, you know, I, I don't like the color far. guy, but the touchdown Titans guy, I think, has one of the best calls in the NFL. That's exactly what we needed. Oh, wait, right. that's not that's the right That's enough one. of you. That's not the right one. 17 to 10, Tennessee beats boring Denver. That wraps up our good, the bad, and the ugly for week 10 of the National Football uh, League. Not pictured. God! There it is. Not pictured. 49ers 22. Chargers 16. What did you think of that game last night? I thought it was a uh, a well-contested game. I think that the Chargers are probably better than I thought they were. Yeah? Yeah, without their two best wide receivers, I think that they held their own against the 49ers. 49ers should have won this game by a lot more than six points. Well, uh, Austin Eckler was limited to just six carries. I, I, I don't... You know, the Chargers were winning most of that game. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah they were they ahead were. at halftime. They were ahead going into the fourth quarter. Run the football. You've got Austin Eckler. He's one of the best backs in the NFL. More than six carries, I think, is necessary in a game like that. I know the 49ers are hard to run on, but I'm just not sold on Brandon Staley. And I'm I'm not sold on Justin Herbert as a winning quarterback. I am sold on him as a good quarterback. You put but, him on, say, you put him on uh, the Bills. Does yeah. he, is well, he the same as Josh Allen? Better. No, he's probably much better. I, I don't know. I'll, I, the only thing I can compare him to right now is him on the Chargers, and that's where he's been for three years. And if this keeps up, the Chargers are going to be a high-flying, Justin Herbert statistical, non-playoff team again. i got to say, though, he he is tough. He takes some hits he and took stands one last right night. back up. And, and then they night. ejected Dre Greenlaw. Which was ridiculous. I understand a 15-yard penalty. It, why was it ridiculous? He because the, he, just it wasn't destroyed malicious. destroyed him with his helmet. It wasn't malicious. 
Justin Herbert was going down What do you, have to, down what do you have to do, announce that you're going to go a head-to-head hit to make it malicious? No, when you I know, mean, he leaned no, into his know. helmet, crown of his helmet, but and he was pushed into Justin him. Herbert in the helmet. Justin Herbert was pushed from behind, and he was a runner. He wasn't even a quarterback you at that point. You have to be responsible Diving head first. have to be responsible for your helmet, Scraby. They ejected him. Get him out of here. Greenlaw, dirty player. No, he's not. <laughs> All right. Daily Gambit, when we come back, more Gwen and Chris on the way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly 